You're listening to Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you today and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Good morning, everyone. Good Lord, where'd all y'all come from? I'm, I'm going to go. I'm, I'll see y'all in a little bit. Oh, I'm happy Easter, by the way. If you, I, I think most of you know what it is today. Uh, especially, you know, if you're a Christian, you understand this is a wonderful, wonderful weekend. It's a really good love story, but uh, I don't know what Easter means to you. Uh, how many of you got an Easter basket this morning? Raise your hand. Anybody? Oh, there we go. There we go. My daughter expects one. She's 18, so just letting you know. And uh, I always love the chocolate bunnies, but I have, I have a little something I need to say about that right now. You remember in the old days, they were solid chocolate. Y'all remember, you could chew on them for like weeks, but now they're all hollow, and it's, it's really sad kind of thing. So I don't know what Easter means to you. Um, it used to mean to me like uh, I used to get new things. I'm going to dress up. I'm going to get clothes, you know, that kind of thing. Very exciting for a child. Very exciting. Socks for sure, that kind of thing. So it's very exciting. Uh, I hope, I don't know what Easter means to you. Everybody has their, what they do and things like that, and it's going to be dinners today. But I will tell you this weekend... Uh, we already know that I'm going to be talking about Jesus Christ and the resurrection. We got that. But I need you to know we're going to be talking about the greatest love story of all because this is what happened. This is a love story that happened this weekend, and it happened for you. So I did something that I normally wouldn't do. I went ahead and Googled love stories, okay? I went ahead and said, what are the top love stories of all time? And you can help me with this. Uh, Romeo and Juliet, everybody's got that one. That's pretty easy. These others I don't know about. The Notebook. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? Oh, my gosh. Watch this. I hope you can hear this online. The Notebook. Did any guys watch The Notebook? Were you forced? Were you forced? Okay. Uh, I don't know what one day is. Okay, nothing there. Uh, Pride and Prejudice. Uh, yeah, okay, not too bad. Bridget Jones' diary. Yeah, okay. The time traveler's wife. Oh, my. Indiana Jones. Yeah, hey, all right. Star Wars. Return of the Jedi. There we go. That's what I'm saying. There's love stories everywhere around here. One of the things that happened this weekend, it was a love story and is a love story for you, and it happened... Uh, over thousands of years, by the way, so just so that God could actually get to you and ever, like, actually have a chance so that you would have a chance to love him. So uh, I don't know what you would do for love. I don't know what you'd be willing to do. I don't know if you would lose everything or lose your life. But l- listen to this. God's gonna do this thing this weekend with his son, Jesus Christ, just for the chance that you might actually accept him, that you might actually love him. Not, I mean, he's going to do it all. He's going to do everything he's promised he's going to do just for the chance and for the hope that you will love him. And that's what he did. And that's the greatest, one of the greatest things uh, about this whole weekend is looking at this love story. It would be really nice, I think, uh, if God had aligned the stars and let us know that, you know, there's something coming like in Bethlehem, maybe he should have said, hey, look here, look what I'm going to do. The love story is starting to unfold. We've been talking about it, 
but it's happening. So align the stars, maybe even write a book about it. Maybe call it the Bible. Write a book about it. Tell everybody how much I love you, how it's gonna work. Uh, over thousands of years, we're gonna get this love story going because it's my love story for you, even though you may not even care about me or what I do or who I am. But I'm gonna do this thing so that you will have a chance to love. So we, we know this. So he wrote it down in the book. He tells us how he loves and what he does. And you can even read the Bible even if you don't love God. That he left it all out there for you so that you can actually find out how to like live life if you wanna do that. You don't even have to love him. But he gave it to you anyway. So all this love, everything that he had, it's not like anything that we know. I think we say, I love you, or you love me, or whoever loves whoever, or whatever, but it's not the way God loves. Can you imagine, I'm going to do whatever I can with my life, even if I have to lay down my life, just for the opportunity or the chance that you might love me. Most people are not going to do that, because if I love you, you're supposed to love me. If I give something here, you're supposed to give something there. That's not how God loves. This is... Most people have never seen this. I'm gonna actually choose you even if you don't choose me. It's gonna happen anyway. Because even before the time began, all this was coming about, God wanted to be with his creation, and that would be you. He wanted a relationship with you. But we had this thing, let me, let me give you a heads up. We had this thing that happened between us and God. And the Bible calls it sin. So there was this thing between us. Uh, we just couldn't get together. Because God's a holy God, sin's not holy, and so we're born into that, and we're all a little bit, you know, a little bit crazy to begin with. I mean, he's loving crazy people. He's going to die for crazy people, just like you. And so this is all what was happening, and looking at, I'm going to choose you if you don't choose me. And so he wrote some things in the, the book called the Bible, and, some, and there's authors in there, and Paul is in there, uh, Apostle Paul, he wrote some things. So this is... This is a love story, so let me tell you, what, tell you about this. Almost every wedding I do, almost every wedding, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is called the love chapter, and they want me to read it. So, <laughs> so I read it, and uh, it's really sweet and everything, but let me tell you where it came from. This is God telling you how he loves you. And so Paul wrote it down, and I know we use it in weddings, but this is, this is how God sees it. He says, uh, my love is patient. Is it not patient with us? My love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. In other words, I'm not doing this weekend for me. I'm doing this weekend for you because I want to be where you are. I want to be in your life. It's not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Wouldn't that make marriages wonderful? If we could just remember that. It keeps, he keeps no records of wrong. Love doesn't delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. He says, I, I always protect. I always will be trustworthy. I always will be hope, hopeful. I will persevere because my love never fails, and I'm coming for you. This is this weekend. So I think it would be really cool if God could have put some signs in the heavens 
uh, or maybe he wrote it in the stars that says, I love you with your actual name. And he could have done that. We do know we got a star in Bethlehem. We, we, we know all, that's, all that happened. But I think sometimes when, you, when you're in love and whoever you're in love with, I think sometimes words can be just a little bit shallow. I think we can say that so easily, I love you. Well, what has to happen with I love you has to have some kind of action. So God's actually wrote it down in books. He's spoken the words. He's even rearranged history and moved the heavens to let you know I love you and gave you a place to live. But I don't think that was enough. I don't think it is. So he decided to do something that he needed to do. I'm gonna have to put some skin on this love. And his name was Jesus Christ. So he put some skin on it. And he brought him in. This is so, so cool how all this worked. So he's bringing him into Bethlehem, a baby. A baby named Jesus who is gonna be born to die. So I want you to know that I'm giving, I'm giving my son for you so this thing can happen. So this love story can continue. Now, whether you wanna be a part of it or not, I don't know. But I'm gonna give my son and I'm gonna take care of this thing, this sin thing, I'm gonna take care of it for you so that we can get together. So this love story can continue. Now, this love story is just not gonna be for here. It's gonna be for forever and ever. That's why I'm doing this. So here, Jesus is being born in Bethlehem. The stars aligned. Thousands of years have happened. History, Bible, everything is going down. Prophecy is happening. Everything is happening in this one, one week we call Holy Week, and here we are. So all this is happening. Everything is coming down. But there's, there's something else you need to know. You need to know this. He's gonna do this whether you want him or not. He's gonna do it. Because it says in Romans 5, 8, it says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Why you didn't even care he did it. You may not even choose him. He says, I'm gonna do it. My love for you is beyond anything you can imagine. And I'm gonna send my son and we're gonna fix this problem between us. I'm gonna at least give you a chance. I'm gonna at least give you an opportunity to make this happen. So this week came through. We call it Holy Week and we know what happened today. This is the best day of all. But getting to this day was not easy. Through all the things that had to happen in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, everything had to be moved around. Prophecies had to work out. Timing had to work. And so here we are in the last week. Jesus is coming in on Sunday, Palm Sunday, and everybody's saying, praise Jesus, you know, the King of Kings. All this is happening on Sunday. And even on Sunday, Jesus did something rather unusual. So he went to Lazarus, he went to the tomb of Lazarus, and he raised somebody from the dead. Now, if you had been there, would that have been enough? You see how that works? Oh, I'm gonna follow him because he raised somebody from the dead. Listen, the disciples didn't get it, and they were standing right there. They never got it. So here he is, raising people from the dead. And now we got it. The whole thing is, if I don't go to where I need to go and go to the cross, this love story won't work. Because I have to take care of what's in between. And this love story won't work. So he's got to get to the cross. He's got, he was born for this. He was born to die. 
So Tuesday of this week, Tuesday of this week, he's coming through, and there's an ambush planned for Jesus Christ. And the Bible says he just disappeared. He says, not my time. I mean, everything's working out. And he's not going to lose it now. The timing is everything, and the timing for you, they have planned this. So he's coming through, and now here we are. Somebody's betraying him in all of this. You ever been betrayed in love? Now, now we've been betrayed. Tuesday, you know, we, we, we know this guy named Judas. He decides, decides to make a deal with the, the Christian people. The, all the people who are supposed to be a part of Jesus Christ, but did not like him. It's amazing how many people wanted Jesus to die. That's why they planned the ambush. That's why they have Judas. We got to take him out. You know why? He was telling people this. Everybody is going to get a chance to be a child of God, not just the Jews. And that's not what they wanted. This whole weekend is about all of us and everything he's going to do. So they're going to try to take him out. Judas had already made the plan. Thursday night, the Lord's Supper. He did all the things. He set up all these new things for us. He said, I want you to do this in remembrance of me. We call it communion. Then he told his disciples, listen very carefully. He said, I don't want you to love people like you love yourself. That's, that's over. I want you to love people like I love people. And they thought that was pretty neat. But he was going to show them what it really meant because he was about to go to the cross. Amazing from this moment on what was happening. Jesus had some things he had to deal with, and he went into this garden of Gethsemane. He went into the garden of Gethsemane. He told his disciples, I need you to hang out with me because this is going to be tough. And he had to go in the garden of Gethsemane because Jesus was going to actually experience something that he didn't know about. He never experienced what, he, what was about to happen. Jesus was going into the garden, and he's going to talk to his dad, which happened to be God. And he did this all the time. So he goes in there and talks to his dad. The two things that Jesus Christ was about to experience, he had never known. He was about to taste sin for the first time, and it was going to be yours. It was going to be mine. That's that thing, remember, that separated us. And the second thing, which I think is the saddest of all, that his father was going to abandon him and was going to leave him. And this was going to happen real quick. So he went into the garden. He said, he said Dad, is there any way to do this? Is there any way to love these people without doing this? Is there another way? And his dad said, no. You know it and I know it. There's no other way. You have to drink it. You have to take it. He left the garden of Gethsemane. There's a lot of names for Jesus, the bread of life, uh, the bread of heaven, Savior, Emmanuel, God is with us. But there's one name you may not be familiar with, and it's called the Rose of Sharon. And I actually have one of these. It's actually a rose bush. It's called the Rose of Sharon because it comes from the Song of Solomon, and what he was trying to say, it's the love story, remember, that Jesus is the groom and we are the bride. And so the rose of Sharon is what unites this thing and makes it happen. I don't know if you know about rose of Sharon, if you've ever seen one, has five petals on it. 
And it say, I say it represents the five things that Jesus had to deal with for us on the cross. The crown of thorns was on his head, so we know what was happening. The whips, the whipping, the marks, all the things that were on his back, the, you know, the thing that almost killed him, but not yet. The nail wounds in his hands, the nail wounds in his feet, and the spear in his side. Every time I look at that rose bush, every time I drive right by it, I think of this, this love story that Jesus Christ gave to us. It's amazing. Jesus finds himself hanging on the cross, and this is it. This is it. The love story is about to change. The love story is about to change. Jesus is hanging on the cross, and he looks out, and he says, he looks at all of us, Father, forgive them. They have no idea what they're doing. They have no idea. And then he looks around, and he says, Father, why have you left me? Why have you left me? And this is the moment. This is where the love story gets real. He said, Father, into your hands, I give you my spirit. I give you my spirit. And these words here ring out. It is finished. shook. God is a man where the scars for my mistakes. He received a wrath from heaven that was mine. Every sin rested on him as he breathed his last. For three days, all of creation waited. Our Savior, buried in a tomb.
early morning and two ladies went to the tomb. Mary and Mary Magdalene went to the tomb. And they were looking for a body. They were really respecting. Nobody expected no body. So that's kind of what was going on. And so they met an angel and the angel said, do not be afraid for I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. We all know that. He's not here. He has risen. Just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Love finds a way. This is the best day of all. The love story begins. And now there's not that thing, remember? The thing between us. The rose of Sharon lives. So it's not that thing anymore. They say that the aroma of a rose is like, like the smell of heaven. And on earth is the presence of God in the place when you smell it. And so they have different roses for different things. But Jesus has been given this one. He's been given the white rose. And if you know that a lot of times people will give white roses for funerals. But we're not at a funeral. This one's different. This one is talking about him, the lamb, the purity, the things that he did. And he said, this rose brings change. Change in everything. A change for you, a change for me. Everybody will be welcome now. Because we don't have that thing anymore between us. He gave us the chance to love. You can or you don't have to, but it's there just waiting for it. And so he's given the white rose and the red rose is what God gave. They say when you give a red rose, it says, I love you with everything I am and everything I'll ever be and you will always be the only one for me. And that's what God gave to you and to me. What happens when you put them together? What happens when you put them together? You know what you're saying? This is binding, and we will never be apart ever again. And this is what he gave us, the greatest love story of all. And the love story is for us. I would... You know, I don't know how you got here or why you're here. Maybe somebody paid you to come. I don't know. But he's given you a chance. And I just wonder if, you know, he's, he's taking a chance on us with everything and his son and all the things that happened. I'm just wondering if you'd be willing to take a chance on him. Just see, I know you might be looking for something, not sure about it. I'm not asking you to, this isn't joining a church. <laughs> This is none of that. This is about you knowing God and knowing Jesus Christ as your Savior and then taking on the thing that he did 
for you. If you would like to accept Jesus Christ, I want everybody to just bow your head if you would. If you would like to have your rose today, pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I ask that you come into my life and change me. Make me a new person. I want to follow you. I ask that you forgive me of my sin. Forgive me for not following you sooner. I believe and I know you died for me. I want my rose today. Thank you for hearing my prayer and changing my life forever. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure you let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thank you for listening to Marathon Church Podcast.